Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. All right, everybody. Here we are at the Thrill Me Podcast Network special Black Panther Wakanda spoiler review thoughts all the feelings in the world, we're going to give it to you. I am Zach from Haunters and Improper Guidance, and with me is the Review It Rob show host himself, Mr. Review It Rob. Hey, man, I'm glad we got together to do a special edition episode of Marvel or Mediocre. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, going forward, it's just new movies. We stopped after the two, and now we're just going forward from here. Um, How are you doing, King? Doing pretty good, man. Feeling very creative. Did have dropped a video today about a new show I'm working on. Yeah, oh. a new episode of the Review at Rob show out. Feeling That's right. Oh, God, you do. So, yeah, go check out the Review at Rob show. That's out. Check out our TikTok where Review at Rob talks about his new Patreon show, Spend the Wheel, Stream the Deal. I like it. I like it. I mean, you came up with it. Okay, yeah, that's why I like it. How are you doing, sir? (laughs) I'm not too shabby. I'm not too shabby. I'm ready to talk about this movie because for me, uh, Black Panther Wakanda is actually, I think, I, I... there's a couple other movies out, but I think this is the last of the new big blockbuster movies I've been excited about through the year. So for me, this is almost the the uh bookend if you will for uh theatrical experiences for me how are you i i think i'm in the same boat like the only big blockbuster left is avatar and i could care less honestly mm-hmm. about seeing avatar so uh yeah this probably was the last one there's a couple of movies still out there mm-hmm. worth seeing but i wouldn't say it's like a big blockbuster or anything like that yeah, like you said, just like you said, there's a couple of movies that I'm probably going to see to wrap up my thoughts for the year, which also later on in December, we will have a top 10, uh, Throw Me Podcast Network movie, uh, list, which will be of Review It Rob's list, my list, and maybe a third host if he shows up. Who knows? Um, but that being said, that's for December. This is about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Uh, this movie, man. Okay. Before getting into the plot, obviously we have to talk about it. Chadwick Boseman, he passed away back in 2020. And this is about the time when script was done and such. I heard like, um, Ryan Coogler wanted to send the script to, uh, Chadwick and he was like, I'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Don't, you don't got to send it right now. And then like soon after that, that's when he passed. So this movie's had such an odd production that it's, it's been something that you've been watching the past couple of years. Like, how are they going to do it? And things like that. So Rob coming into this pre seeing it what was what were you looking forward to or what were you more so like what were your thoughts for black panther wakanda forever you know going into it obviously very sad just because that came out of nowhere fantastic Mm -hmm. not not just fantastic actor but he seemed like a great dude Mm -hmm. um not just saying that because he's from south carolina he's a south carolina native as well Uh, and they built a statue or building a statue for him in his hometown of anderson so oh that's fantastic yeah. yeah. Um, going into it, I was like, what is this movie going to be? Are, do, are we getting a new Black Panther or do they even do that? Is it right. too soon to do that? Do we wait and just celebrate him and discover Wakanda? Maybe introduce 
some mutants or something. What are we going to do with this movie? What's right. my thoughts going in? Like, I didn't know what to expect at all with the movie. Yeah, I mean, they've done through advertising. They never wanted to tell you who was going to be in that Black Panther suit. I think there was a, like, almost... Without telling you it, that wasn't the important part. That wasn't the message they wanted to deliver. It was the story that they wanted to deliver, um, which kudos to them for that. So let's get into the plot of this movie. And IMDb says the people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from an invading world powers as they mourn the death of their King T'Challa. So loaded question. And by the way, we are spoiling the shit out of this movie. Like this is coming out nearly a week after the film's release. It's made $350 million worldwide. So I feel like if you're watching this, it's because you've seen the movie. Um, And that being said, the plot from, you know, just gathering some stuff. And hey, if you are watching this and you want to stop, go to the Review at Rob show and listen to his non-spoiler review to really get those feelings. And then you can figure out if you're going to go see it and then come back to this video because you want to watch our spoiler reaction. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically in this movie, there is, um, the world, the world, America, France, all these, uh, places want to get vibranium for themselves and they start getting a little sneaky, sneaky with Wakanda trying to take the vibranium. And then they found a, uh, uh, source giving vibranium in the ocean. And that's where we meet. Uh, Namor and his people because they don't want them looking for them and the vibranium. So they go to Wakanda and they're like, Hey, we're about to go to war with the land. Are you with us? Are you against us? Don't you fucking tell anybody about us either. Cause I will swear to God, I'm coming for you. You mention my name. <laughs> yeah. You say, say my name. See what happens. <laughs> um, so they, uh, they, they basically are put in a tough situation, Wakanda, because it's like, Oh, we could tell anybody, but at the same time, we are mourning the death of T'Challa. We're trying to move on from this travesty. And then on top of that, we have to deal with this other empire that kind of wants to just take over the world via Namor and such. And we get all kinds of like action scenes. We meet Riri, who is Ironheart who built the machine that could find the vibranium. And apparently America took that machine. (laughs) So American, you know, just take it, just take it what you want. Um, But uh, yeah. So, you know, Shiri and Wakanda are trying to protect this girl because Namor wants to kill her. And then um, through that, Shiri learns about Namor's people And she's trying to make this entire world come together. Namor's a little, ah, ah, nah, nah, nah. Uh, Wakanda fights these people. And then by the end, you know, they, they make a truce, but the, and Shiri has become the Black Panther during all this. So that's the basic plot. 
If you have, you've seen it, you know the fucking plot. I don't want to just go through beat for beat. Um, <laughs> that being said, Rob, what are some standout points, good points for this movie for you, uh, Wakanda Forever? Yeah, my, my number one standout point, I said this on my show as well, is Angela Bassett's performance mm-hmm. as Queen Romanda. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible giving the performance she needs to give, especially that scene where she's talking about how she's lost her whole family. What else do you want from me? Right. Right. What am I supposed to do? Like she killed it. And I know these comic book movies don't really get Oscar buzz, but she should get something for this, you mm-hmm. know, performance that she gave. That's definitely a pro. Right. I, I, you know what? I like that. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that where my pro of this movie is that Marvel does a really good job of separating different genres. Like we've gotten horror, we've gotten comedic sci-fi, we've gotten all these different types of genres that we can play with. And I'll be honest with you. And it sucks because of the, the travesty of Chadwick, but I truly think this is the first Marvel movie that is straight up a drama. And it's funny to me because, you know, the runtime of this movie is two hours and 45 minutes. And if you listen to the nerds, they pick it apart because they're like, oh, we didn't need this. We didn't need that. We did. There's just so much fat we could have just cut off of this thing. And I go, picture an Oscar winning movie. Picture Titanic, which is a drama with special effects scenes. That's a hundred percent what this movie is. A drama with some action scenes sprinkled inside it. I absolutely adore that this could be an Oscar worthy movie. Um, the first Black Panther was nominated for best movie. I think there is a chance this one could be nominated for best movie. And not only that, piggybacking off of you, I think Angela Bassett deserves a supporting actor nom for her portrayal of the queen because she was full of emotion. And I even heard that like sometimes during like takes, she was so engrossed with her own feeling about Chadwick that like her um accent would slip. So they would have to retake it because like she was getting so into it that yeah. that would happen. So for me, this drama was top notch. Yeah. I'm glad you call it a drama because it's characterized as an action adventure film, but no, mm-hmm. this is a drama through and through. Yeah. You'll get some action here and there. You'll get mm-hmm. some, you know, battles and fighting and all that stuff. But overall it is an emotional journey. From yeah. Start to finish to credit scene. Like yeah. there is, like I said it, I think when I left this movie, not like infinity war feeling wise, mm. but there was this feeling in my stomach when I left where I'm like, this is hanging on me. You had a knot inside you. Yeah. No, 100%. Because, like, from the beginning where you get, like, we start pre-Marvel credit. Sherry's like, please, God, I hope this works. And she goes in and she's trying to save T'Challa. And then, no, that doesn't happen. Trying to make she, the purple. She's yeah. trying to make the uh, the heart to yeah. for him to eat and to get better. That and they just couldn't figure it out. 
So she loses her brother. There was nothing they could do. Kind of just mirroring the world of where Chadwick, you know, he didn't tell anybody and no one could help him. So it was very, it's very weird how art imitated life in that aspect, but it worked so well. And thankfully his family did agree to this project and like everything in it. So if there's anybody that's out there, that's like, I can't believe Marvel mirrored what happened. Well, the family allowed it because this movie deals with grief and you said it earlier, the grief is not just in film. It is also the actors who supported this man and this is their way of saying goodbye in a way that transcends filmmaking, life, and all that. It's absolutely a memorial to Chadwick Boseman throughout that movie. And I mean, you mentioned there the opening before the Marvel credits rolled. Freaking started tearing up immediately when that thing came up. As soon as I saw him, like, oh my God. And they just continued going the whole time. I'm like, freaking fantastic for you, Marvel, doing that. Yeah. Like, great move. And I just, I'm so glad that this movie was turned into what it was turned into because it's, I didn't want it to become, all right, let's get a new Black Panther. Let's move forward. Let's do all that stuff. I'm glad they told the story that they needed to tell. Yeah. I, I watched Black Panther one uh, Thursday before seeing this. And when it, uh, the intro popped up, I remember, I want to say it was either for his birthday or something to memorial him once he died. Uh, they put that Marvel logo at the beginning of Black Panther on Disney Plus. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I wonder if they got rid of it. So it's back to the normal, um, Marvel intro. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I get it. And, I mean, the time is going to change. But once the Marvel logo popped up with Chadwick Boseman being the entirety of it, I was a fucking mess from top to yeah. bottom. Like this movie made me cry at three separate occasions. The beginning, um, the middle with Angela Bassett's character, and then the very end, which we will get into, broke me to no end uh, for multiple reasons. Um yeah. So what did you think of um, Namor and his people? Did you find his him as a villain uh, adequate for a Marvel movie? Or was it one of those like, uh, I mean, he's the run of the mill. I guess we got Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man again. <laughs> Not Yellow Jacket. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Shots fired. That's fired, man. You're lucky you got Quantum Mania coming out, you fucks. Yeah. Um, so Namor, I feel I love the way we're introduced to it, by the way, with the very spooky mermaidish thing going on. Oh yeah, with the siren just, songs and shit. They just pop up and they're singing. I'm like, good to do that. I'm glad Disney recognized that and make that freaking little mermaid movie while we're at it. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it a horror movie, you cowards. Yeah. You are Miramax, do it. <laughs> or these other guys that are making the Way of the Pooh movie and now a Peter Pan movie. Maybe they'll get to it at some point. Right? Yeah. But um, as far as Namor as a villain, if you want to call him a villain, is he really yeah. a villain? Who knows? Um, I will say he fits perfectly mm -hmm. because the first Black Panther movie, you had Killmonger, who was a fantastic villain, considered mm -hmm. one of the best villains in the MCU, and I feel the same exact way about Namor. He's, right. Uh, he's... He has this feeling to him when you see him where of impending doom because you know that this guy means business. Right. You know that you've seen him and his crew do they've wrecked. Mm -hmm. like, they threw their water bombs, which are awesome. 
love the little water grenade water bombs yeah man so i love that we i love that we got that at the beginning with like one or two and then it really meant business by the end when they came up with their fucking sack (laughs) sack of the water bombs i'm like oh no you're fucked (laughs) with the freaking whale and everything like come Mm -hmm. on dude right (laughs) And I think uh, he, I think Namor's a strong villain, top tier. I don't think you mm-hmm. pass Thanos as far as MCU villains go. We'll see what the future holds. Not yet, not yet. But I think it's Thanos, Killmonger, and Namor as the top villains. So if you want to call them villains, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So it's interesting because piggybacking, we're just doing a lot of piggybacking here. Um, I looked at Killmonger, especially through this last viewing, like I understood where he came from. But it was obvious by the end, he lost his mind and he was just wrong. Like, oh, we'll give people weapons and be like, go kill those guys. I liked Namor's stance, who is very much with um, Killmonger's kind of view of like, oh, no, these people are wrong. I I want to be kind of in control because all they're going to do is murder and kill. He's still wrong. He's wrong the way he's trying to handle it. But I really did feel for Namor in this movie, like watching him become a mutant, like they call him a mutant in this movie, which is exciting for the future of the MCU. But just seeing like, you know, how he had to watch his mom die and he wanted a barrier and then he gets to see all these his people just just ruined by the white man and. Like that sent him over the edge. And then he felt that was that again. Like he was in the water, minding his own. And guess what? People trying to do their shit again. I just love the themes of these movies where it's like Ryan Coogler. I'm telling you right now is one of my favorite directors of all time because he is successfully in all his movies put in like his own personal feelings into movies without beating your head to death with the message, his message just flows through the movie and it works every single time. Um, so that being said, the way Namor is portrayed in this movie, he is believable. You can feel for him, but at the same time, you never waver and not want to go with the Wakandans who are in the right throughout. Um, so, uh, we then during this journey, Shiri eventually figures out how to make the heart and then through the heart becomes the Black Panther herself. And, um, before we get into her being Black Panther and your thoughts of that, she goes to the dream world and she sees Killmonger, which absolutely positively is probably... If I was my favorite cameo in any MCU movie, just for me, because I am not only a fan of that character and of like wanting him to take over the mantle, because there was always that rumor. Oh, are they going to bring him back? Was he actually underwater and the sea people made him uh, like live again or whatever? But like, I love that they figured out a smart way to get him in here without feeling force fed. And I love that it was practically, Oh, you're angry. The world took your brother. And that's why I'm here. I agree. Sorry. I got a plane flying over me. Cause ah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I agree. I was that was the scene where I text you. I'm like, be careful of YouTube. Spoilers are out there already. That's that what was it was. That was on. Yep. I don't know what it was. I didn't get any spoilers leading up to this. And it really shows you about how petty the internet is because this is how I feel. Black Panther, the most money-making movie in the world has been less spoilers that I've seen. But when She-Hulk was out, a show that everybody was trying to put down because it was a female led thing. I got a spoiler minute one that show came out to deter people to watch. Maybe it has something to do with movies and get shows. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, the scene still hit it. for me. Because yeah. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the scene. Obviously, I just saw the, the clip or the clip art or whatever. Good. Uh, the scene works. Fantastic. Love mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Glad to see him back. Love the Killmonger character. And I'm glad, like you mentioned there, to piggyback on you now, um, I'm glad she got him because she's going to be in the same viewpoint as him. She wants right. revenge. She's out for vengeance, if you will. Her right. brother was taken from her. All this stuff is going on. She's trying right. to figure everything out. She doesn't want to be the Black Panther. Right. Like said, you can tell in the movie she doesn't want to take that on. She wants right. to move on from it. All of that. She's building a new suit for mm-hmm. the uh, for everything. So I'm glad they did that, and I'm glad that she had some kind of effect with it because when she comes out of it, you can tell the Killmonger in. And oh yeah, see, for sure. You can see, and you're sitting there like, is she gonna be like Killmonger? Is she gonna be the Black Panther? So she a little nasty, right? Yeah, she added, added that new wrinkle into the film. That's what I like about the movie. It gives you all these different ideas. You're like, which way are we going with this? And even at the end, we get like uh, Umbach, who's wonderful in this. Uh, Duke is amazing, Winston Duke. Um. But, like, he's king, or at least challenging to be king at the end of this movie. So Shiri has realized, like, not only am I not fit to be in that role yet, like, I have to go find myself to be the Black Panther without this anger and rage, which I absolutely love when she goes to Haiti uh, to be with Lupita's character. Um so I guess th- those are the pros that we could talk about. Cons. Are there any cons of this movie for you? I think bits and pieces of the CGI is a con for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned on my show, I don't like the, what is the nanobot suits? I don't like yes. those things at all. I don't like yeah. how it's just, oh, we're morphing into them. Like right. Power Rangers, I get it. With this, I'm like, what? Are, why are we doing this? area? I don't even like Spider-Man. Be honest with right, you. and so there's parts during the battle scenes with the new suit and the Black Panther suit and all that stuff where I'm like, eh, it doesn't right, matter. right. Um, is that is that your one con or you got more? I think that might be my only con. So for me, my con of this movie, and it's unfairly how strong Chadwick Boseman was as Ch- T'Challa, like. He was such a leading man, such a movie star, such like a presence on screen. And this movie truly is an ensemble piece, but there was that like star factor. Um, not missing. I don't want to say missing because I feel like with what everybody was put into Lapita, Sherry's, uh, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett for fucking sure. Like, all these characters had to shine on their own, but there, I would be admiss to be like, yeah, I, I wish we could selfishly could have more T'Challa. Um, that being said, I, I just feel like 
this movie overall for me and it i i enjoy it more than the first one um because my flaws of the first one it's just too stereotypically a comic book movie where this has a different feel like if this this will be one of those movies that i don't watch too often i and i have no problem saying that where it will be that special stance for me, but at the same time, for me, it is a better movie. And the reason why it'll be one of those movies where it's like, I need to take breaks and not see is because of how dramatic and thick this movie is because of what is it is surrounded with. So I guess the, the con of the side characters being the lead was a little rougher for this movie um, because I do wonder if, if Chadwick was still around, I do think the main story of um, Namor and his people attacking was always going to be the plot point. Um, That being said, would, would that version of the movie be better or is it because this is something we have never seen before? Did that help this movie? So it's very, the con is what we could have had, what we couldn't have. I mean, if you look at it, if we didn't have the movie we had and we're still doing the Namor mm-hmm. Invader storyline, then it's mm-hmm. kind of just like the first Black Panther movie where Killmonger comes into Wakanda. Now, of course, he's fair. Wakandan, so he can Very get fair. Very fair. But it would have been the same movie. Very fair. You're not, you're not wrong in that. Like, it would have felt the same. It was actually funny. I think uh, his name's Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok. He put together, and maybe this is a flaw, if you want to look at it as a flaw. I do not because I do thoroughly enjoy this fucking movie. Um, the, he was like, the basic plot of this movie is the basic plot of um, Doctor Strange 2, where it's like a hero meets a kid who's trying to be taken by a force who is not necessarily a villain, more of an anti-hero, and by the end, the anti-hero figures out they were wrong. Like, the basic plot of that, but, and I think you, if anybody has always said this, is like, that's Marvel's motif, baby. We find a thing, we run with it. (laughs) We'll do that story every single time. Yeah, they still have bits of that in this movie, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, that scene that you talked about where she's talking about people coming into Wakanda trying to get vibranium, that feels very much like the scene right. in Iron Man, where like we want the Iron Man suit, give us the Iron Man suit. We want this tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I do like the homage of Riri. I know there's been people like, oh, we didn't need her in the movie, and I disagree. I think we got her introduction out of the way. Her introduction is as similar, if not the same, as like Spider Man. I just more feel like people people just love the gripe when it's to the thing they either love or hate. Like, you either yeah, accept I, it or you don't. Yeah, I have no problem with her in the film. I think maybe the suit. I, yeah, I, I remember you saying the suit didn't look good. And I agree where the suit... Now, this is what I'll look at it as. The suit looked very... I forget who said it. I'm stealing it. Funko Poppy. Um... And I get that. And I wish her suit looked more Iron Man than Iron or uh, Hulkbuster, because that's how it yeah. kind of it looked like a small Hulkbuster. I'm so I'm hoping. Hulkbuster kind of mix, yeah. Right, right. So I'm really hoping when we get her series 
they not necessarily go the Iron Man route, but more so of that. Let's let's war machine it. Let's get it close, but not yeah. exactly. Which I'm interested um, in seeing what the show does because remember she left the suit in Wakanda. Wakanda, so she has she to build to a whole new suit. Yeah, I'm not sure why she had to leave it. I don't know what the process I th- of that. Was. I think that's that has to deal with Wakandan technology. I think she built it. Okay, through she updated the, it. Yeah, she she did everything through that technology. So Wakanda was like, you can't take it because if someone does grab you, now they have the nanobites. They now have the the way to look at vibranium. Maybe maybe the suit the metal suit was actually vibranium. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of things. Okay, let's go before leaving. Final thoughts. Oh, not not even just final thoughts. Um. There's one mid credit scene, and thank you for telling me that before going through, which is really funny. I saw someone post a fake second scene, and I immediately was like, oh, this is fake as all get out. Um, but basically, it was the introduction of Dr. Doom, which would have had no fucking, like, reason for this. But it was funny when, like, the writing on, and this is how I figured it out. They were like, oh, it, I forget his lair. Whatever. Fucking Transylvania. You know where he's from. <laughs> but it says Transylvania at the bottom. And I'm like, that wasn't the lettering this entire movie. Like, we got Wakanda letters throughout the fucking movie. We got the fucking Namor people throughout this movie. And you're just going to come in with a computer writing get the fuck out of here yeah, so anyways yeah. watch out for fake uh post credits um but the post credit rumor i remember seeing that rumor that the credit scene was going to be dr doom but i'm like that doesn't know <laughs> let me tell you my favorite thing about marvel at this point is all we get is rumors and this for every post credit or reveal if it's not mephisto it's doctor doom from here on out and that is such annoying um Listen, evan peters is more than freaking ass kiss or whatever the hell his name is oh, oh, yeah. oh fuck show. what was his name yeah they call uh it's it's a, a boner boner yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay Let's uh let's talk this mid credit scene real quick. Um the mid credit scene literally picks up just the second after Shiri uh arrives in Haiti. She's by the fire, she's going to burn the um the clothing of or Finally, yeah. yeah, of ritual, um, her brother getting back to the ritual, which Angela Bassett, the queen, wanted to do. And also during that um Angela Bassett at one point was like I gotta tell you something about your brother we never came back to it well we get to it at this time uh Lapita's character comes down and she talks to Sherry and being like hey I want you to I want to introduce you to somebody this is I forget his Haitian name at the moment but eventually he's like but he has another name his name in Wakanda and Cherry goes, who are you? Which I absolutely love because that was the theme throughout, being like, who yeah. are you? Um, and he goes, I'm Prince T'Challa. And boy, oh boy, about to tear up. I don't want to fucking tear up, but I'm almost fucking there. Anyways, um, so and the boy was as cute as get out. Like, one of the best. Just the, I like your name. This is my name. So goddamn adorable. <laughs> so um, basically, the mid credit scene is... Uh, 
Chadwick's character and Lapita's character had a baby six years ago, they said, and uh, which would make sense being like right after Black Panther one, she obviously lived through the snap. So she had this boy and um, now we have a new heir to the mantle Prince T'Challa, same name as dad, which is fucking phenomenal because of how many fucking families named their kids Junior or the third. Like, it's the same kind of deal. I absolutely adored it. Um, And just every moment about that was so impactful to me from the like, oh, no, we prepared him for this. We prepared. And that goes back to like former movies of this franchise of being like, we prepare our children for death and stuff like mind boggling how smart bringing it this way. And this is why I say this, Robin, we'll get your thoughts in a second is like, there was such an upcry and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was like, I wish we could have just recast him, but now I sit here like, no, I'm glad we didn't recast him because not only did I get the movie that I got, and I absolutely adore. But on top of that, y'all figured out a fucking way to recast the character. Sorry about that. Whatever that noise was. Um, we were able to recast the character without recasting a character. That is wild to me. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. That's one of the things I picked up on in the movie when I looked at Shuri. She definitely looks different. She kind of has the Chadwick vibe look to mm-hmm. her. There mm-hmm. were moments when I was watching that movie, and like she kind of looks like Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of she's kind of pulling off, which I'm sure was a bit of a tribute thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into that credit scene, I wasn't expecting that. I had no idea what to do. I thought it was just going to be her finally doing the ritual that she got mm-hmm. cut out of. She's lost everybody now. She's lost her mom. She wants to come to the conclusion. She's a Black Panther now. She wants to come right. to remember her brother in a great way, which they show classic clips of those two from the other movie together. Which uh, uh, going yet again. And mm-hmm. saw the kid come up, and I'm like, okay. And then they okay. introduce him, like, you mother effers. You mother effers. You're going to have to do this to me again. And they're going to go on that, and you got the Rihanna freaking song playing. You're like, oh, come on. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it hits parents more of a way than it hits me. I get the emotional aspect of it. I get the feeling of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's a good call. We're not – I don't know when we get the next Black Panther movie. Obviously, that kid's not going to be – the Black Panther anytime soon unless we do right. a huge time jump or something. Well, but to to kind of like and I this is just my like own personal thing, not even what they would do, but I for me a Black Panther 3 would be kind of neat. The world finds out about Prince T'Challa and we get people trying to kill him and trying oh, to like go out well just and now it's more of a like Okay, we got to protect this kid to get him to Wakanda, yes. which I think is a fun kind of way to go about it. Not that that's what they'll do. They could actually just hold off until it's like, okay, kid's 18, kid's 17, 16. Like, they may hold off because I know they have a Wakanda show coming out. I know they have continuing factors of Wakanda going forward, not necessarily needing, because I'll be honest, I don't know if we get without like that kind of storyline. I don't know if we get a Sherry led Black Panther movie because of, and I said this in the con where I just, I don't know if that's a story 
people are going to clamor to go see. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't think we see Black Panther again until Secret Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Then we could, technically, we could jump time and go forward. Fuck, Secret Wars could have this T'Challa from the future. Like, we could already go and cast him and stuff I mean, like that. I mean, Ant-Man's Marvel. daughter's changed cast how many times now? They've recasted his daughter multiple times. So. Yeah, I mean, fucking <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, we had to recast him to Harrison Ford. So, like... They could do all kinds of things to get us Black Panther, especially this T'Challa coming forward. Um, so it's just going to be the ride. But coming to the scene, yes, there is the definitely like being a father myself. Like there is this like, especially where I'm at with my child, where he's picking up on things like it's very much like a passing of a torch. And it was very emotional for me watching that this kid is going to take a mantle and he's going to understand it and stuff like that. Only thing I hope they don't do. I mean, I guess what would clear my mind is as long as like the family agreed to it, but don't do anything where like he meets Chadwick Boseman and (laughs) they meet Chadwick Boseman's deep fake. Don't do that. Oh, like a Force Ghost kind of thing and all that. No, yeah, man. don't do that. Don't do no deep fake. Don't do nothing like that. Just live your live your life. Just do what you for this movie or like you know Lapita's character, Shiri, whatever you want to meet them. That's fine. Anybody that's still around, but that's how I feel about that. Um, so uh, leaving this, let's go out of ten. What would you rate Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? I'll give it an eight. Eight and a yeah, half, eight and a half out of ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on it. Guess what? This is the show called Piggyback because I'm piggybacking eight and a half out of ten. Goddamn near perfect movie. I don't care about the time. I loved everybody in it. You could tell everybody brought a games for their bud and loved it. Are um, people really crazy about the time we're in the year where we saw a Batman movie that's three hours? We're coming off of Endgame that was three plus it's, hours. Why are we? I, it's funny, okay, and I don't want to, this isn't a stab or anything like that, like, when you said one of your cons was the CGI, my thought process was, okay, now we, we're just picking things, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and I get it, I mean, how many fucking movies are out there with bad CGI, you know what I mean, like, but we, I'm not going to say necessarily we forgive it, but like I do, I personally look past it because that is, I mean, fuck, Marvel was in the news about putting too much pressure on the CGI guys. Like that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. But that being said, yes, so many people are like, oh, it's too, it's too long. We could cut 15 minutes there. The entire, we didn't even get into it, but, uh, the, either the storyline of Riri or the storyline of, Agent Ross wasn't needed. And at the same time, I kept looking at people saying that. I'm like, no, those are needed because a re-re moved the plot forward because she was the plot. Uh, but then on top of that, Agent Ross came out here like I was saved by the Wakandans and also T'Challa meant things to me. So I am a person that's going to help them in their journey. 
It is amazing to me when people feel like, oh, a movie would be better if the reason why we're going is cut out. Then what happens is, and again, I love the ultimate cut, then we get Batman v Superman where we're cut for time, even though it's a three-hour movie, but we're going to cut it to 220. And then you get the complaint about like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense because how did we even get to this point? You can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to watch the movie and you can't say, oh, this is a pointless storyline. Fuck you. No, it's not. A storyline is a storyline for a reason. And I'm glad, and I'm glad we spent time with those. I'm also glad we went to Namor's world and saw what he's dealing with. Oh. He's fighting for. Yeah, exactly. Like, because if we would have not gotten that, then what's the motivation? Exactly. Then like, and then yes, it is still a Marvel movie and we still have to keep it going. Valentina's character is important because all we've gotten before were cute little in credit scenes for movies and shows now we get to see how she is so when we do get thunderbolts we automatically have an attachment of how we feel about this character guys it's a thing that's been going on 10 plus years let's calm down yeah i think when i said the cgi like obviously there's fantastic cgi in that world wakanda and the underworld water yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i I think there's just I think it's no, my own thing with those no, suits. It's just those it, suits I'm not a big fan. It's just, yeah, no. It, uh, the end of Black Panther 1 with the fight between Killmonger and Black Panther, it looks it looks CGI. Yeah. But that's what you're going to get with CGI. CGI looks like CGI. Um, I, just, I don't know. I, I, I love this movie. Uh, it is definitely a drama, like I said at the beginning. Yeah. So for me, good stuff. All right. Let's continue with the depression episode of uh, Throw Me Podcast Network. Um, recently, Kevin Conroy had passed away, and Kevin Conroy is best known as the Batman Bruce Wayne from the Batman animated series, the Justice League animated series, Batman Beyond. He played the character for 30 goddamn years. And up to the Arkham Knight series, uh, Arkham series, um, he was a lot of people's Batmans. Rob, what does this do? Because, like, relatively, he is younger. Like, he was only 66, 63 between those two. Um, So it was kind of a hit watching him go. So what was Kevin Conroy to you? Yeah, it's it was a part. It came out of nowhere, obviously. Like you were mentioning, like that's. I mean, obviously, death comes out of nowhere, but right. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, that's my childhood, right? You know, because we we I don't know about you, but I grew up. That was my first introduction to Batman was the Batman animated series, and he was obviously the voice of that, right? And I sit here and I love the Arkham games, and he's the voice of the character in all except one of them, I believe, and it's. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things. I don't think like, he man, did. Man. Sorry to stop you just because now you're going to make me think. I don't think he did Origins. I don't think he did Arkham right. Origins. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, he's so synonymous with Batman, especially the voice. Every time you hear Batman, they're like, do it like Kevin Conroy. You want the Kevin Conroy Batman voice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, from that show, I loved, absolutely freaking loved when the Arrowverse brought him in. To play a live action Bruce Wayne. That's right. During the uh, Crisis series. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love they did that. And on top of that, I love that Kevin Smith put him in yoga hosers 
and did a little homage to him as Batman and Rock. Yeah, he that even had a Robin movie. with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it hit it hit pretty hard. It's like we're getting to those point where people we grew up watching and loving are starting to go, and it's getting it's getting tough. Yeah, I will never look at someone and say, "I don't understand why this is your Batman," because for me. He is synonymous with Batman with that voice. Like you said, like he did a great job between being Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, I, it's really funny because I'm very thankful for the crisis series. Cause one of my hiccups about him being the perfect Batman is that he was physically never in that role. So it's very nice that he was able to play a version of Bruce Wayne Batman, uh, in that to give that to him. Um, I remember being a young kid, uh, was it 93, five, I want to say five, going to see Batman Mask of the Phantasm in theater. Like I saw it in fucking theater because I love that show so goddamn much. Um, and I still love it. It's actually one of the only cartoons that I would be able to like if you put in front of me being like, hey, you want to watch us like 10 episodes? Yeah, let's watch that because it's a good show. And he rocks playing that character. He is definitely going to be missed. Um, I'm glad he was able to do cons. He he introduced with people. He did cameo kind of stuff where he would leave voicemails being Batman like it is so wonderful. I think this is partly why it's kind of hard and fucking amazing at the same time is like. He is one of the only people that I've ever seen get latched to a character and fulfilled being that character on screen, off screen, whatever. He never looked at it as, well, I'm tired of being Batman. He he ran with that mantle. And that's coming from a guy that only knew Adam West Batman before he auditioned being Batman on animated series. So... Yes, I agree with you. As a childhood, a bit of our childhood is now gone because um Mr. Conroy did pass away. Um so I mean you just look at his filmography, it's Batman, 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 Batman. He's freaking Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> like you said, like it, yeah. it's hard to sit here and be like, no, you can't say that. Yeah, you can because he is he's been in v- different interpretations, different medias. From TV to cartoon to video games to probably podcast to fucking radio series. I bet you he's done it all. Um, so yeah, that, from us. That argument never makes any sense because nobody mm. ever looks at Tara Strong like, oh, she's not Harley Quinn. Yes, she freaking is. Right. She's the first voice of that character. Like, get out of here, dude. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. So for, it's a hard loss. This episode uh, special has been just about lost, but thank you for uh, watching. Rob, before we leave, uh, plug everything. Plug what you got, baby. Yeah, man, I got the Review It Rob show. It's a show where I geek out on movie news, mostly DC horror stuff, throwing some random bits. This week I talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. What's going on there? What Um, is that? What is that? I could talk to you about forever. (laughs) We need our own movie show, but that's not that's what I'm Um, We got enough stuff going on. We got that. We got the Throw Me Podcast Network. Hit us up on the YouTube. See me play some video. Well, hear me play some video games. See Zach play some video games. 
have some good fun and stuff going on over there. Trailer reactions every now and then. I'm still waiting for your Magic Mike trailer reaction. All right. So here's the <laughs> problem with that is that I was excited for it. I had a shit day at work. I literally watched the trailer at 9 p.m. yesterday, but this is yeah. my reaction. I am so fucking ready to see that movie. Did you watch the trailer? I haven't watched a single one of the movies, to be honest. <laughs> okay, part one. Okay, hold on. Just really quickly, and this would have been my tra- welcome to Zach's trailer reaction to uh, Magic Mike 3. What a wonderful bookend to this fucking video. Oh, yeah. We gotta get some comedy in here, man. It's so it's so okay. dreary. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta bookend this really quickly. Magic Mike 1 is quite possibly a top 100 movie for me. Like, because it is wonderfully directed. It is the best way I can put it. I told this to somebody. It's a dramedy with, you know, a dramedy. So a little sprinkle of comedy, uh, version of the wrestler. Fantastic. Fantastic. Then they made a sequel and I'm okay with the sequel. It is definitely the more comedy version than the dramedy. This third one. Hitches right back to dramedy, sprinkle a comedy, but you could tell there's going to be some like real life situation. But my favorite part is it is completely different from the first two movies. And that's what really makes a trilogy for me. If you're not the same movie in every single one, you fucking did it. And that's great. There's only one movie that could be the same movie in every movie. And that's back to the future. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, just so to watch it. Just so I'm to watch just it. saying. All right. So uh, I am Zach. You can listen to me on Improper Guidance every Thursday. Uh, the Slasher Report may be coming out in January. If not, it's Hunter's Podcast, which will be back in summer to ramp up for the hunt season, baby. So get ready for that one. Also, watch these videos. Trailer reactions like Rob said. Video gameplays like Rob said. And videos like this, where we're going to have specials. We have so many specials in December. It's crazy, okay? We're going to have our top 10 video list. And we're going to have the Throw Me Podcast Network Holiday New Year special. Get ready for that, because there's going to be some special guests coming. What does that mean? You'll find out, I guess. All right. So, uh, Rob, I love you. Thank you for doing this. I love you as well. It's a fantastic. Hey, wonderful shirt. I need to get that on uh, T Public, little Hunter's Pack shirt. And by the way, you can get this little doohiggy right here. No touchy, touchy. This this Hunter shirt is on T Public right now. And Metal Groove has a shirt. Review Rob has a shirt. Everybody's got a shirt. Support these podcasts. If you don't want to be a member of our Patreon, which is patreon.com, Throw Me Podcast Network, you can go to T Public, search Throw Me Podcast Network, and support all our shows right here. Bing, bang, boom. How you Take a drink of water. Take a drink of water. Take a shot of water. All right. I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. <laughs>